Cardinal Nation had a collective heart attack when news of a Nolan Arenado to the Dodgers rumor picked up steam yet again on Thursday. What I think Mo needs to do about this situation, plus the latest on which teams are in pursuit of reliever Jordan Hicks, all on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan, and I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. You can also follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube. Would love for you to come on by, hang out with us there. Like, subscribe, comment, hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. What a chaotic day (laughs) on Thursday for the Cardinals. My gosh. All right. So they get trounced by the Cubs 10 to three. And we had all that drama in the first inning. Unfortunate drama uh, because I believe much of that didn't even need to happen, you know, but it did. So we're going to talk about it a little bit later on in the show. But um, it's what happened before the game even took place that I want to focus on first. And that was the story that dropped from the LA Times about Cardinal third baseman Nolan Arenado. Jorge Castillo wrote a piece about the Dodgers and their approach for the trade deadline for the LA Times. And here's what he wrote. I'm quoting here. The Dodgers have engaged in talks with the St. Louis Cardinals to acquire eight-time all-star third baseman, according to people with knowledge of the situation, but who are not authorized to speak publicly. The Cardinals could also send a starting pitcher, Jack Flaherty, or Jordan Montgomery to Los Angeles for a package of major leaguers and prospects. The Cardinals would want young pitching in a deal. They have eyed Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone, Ryan Pepiot, or Pepiot, I don't know how you pronounce that dude's name, Emmett Sheehan, this according to people with knowledge of the situation. A trade would also likely include the Dodgers sitting Max Muncy or Chris Taylor, if not both, to St. Louis. Arenado has a full no trade clause, meaning he could block a trade to any team, but he is willing to waive the clause to play for the Dodgers and only the Dodgers, according to people with knowledge of the situation. The Southern California native is said to have always wanted to play for the Dodgers. And the admiration goes both ways. The Dodgers have coveted Arenado for years. They plan to pursue him in free agency after the 2019 season until he signed an eight-year extension with the Colorado Rockies. Then they wanted to trade for Arenado when the Rockies made him available before the 2021 season, but Rockies owner Dick Monfort refused to entertain the division opponent's offers. The Rockies instead shipped him to St. Louis in a trade that immediately went down as one of the worst in recent history. Now he goes on to say, quote, the Cardinals, while selling pieces this season, don't want to enter rebuilding mode, according to people with knowledge of the situation, but who are not authorized to speak publicly. They want to compete again next year. He also mentions Arenado's mindset in this piece, saying, quote, 
Arenado wants to win and wasn't happy with the Cardinals' moves last offseason, according to a person with knowledge of the situation. That's the end of the quotes. Now, first off, doesn't all of that just sound kind of like he said, she said kind of BS, doesn't it? And I did a show two weeks ago talking about Arenado at the All-Star Game and what he said during interviews there about, about trades being a business, and he understands that, but that he also repeatedly, can I emphasize that? Repeatedly said that the reason he decided not to opt out of his deal with the Cardinals this past offseason is because St. Louis is where he wanted to be. He mentioned how he and his family love St. Louis, how they want to turn it around in St. Louis. And again, if, if Nolan wanted to be a Dodger so bad, he could have left this past offseason. Nobody could have stopped him. The Dodgers were good last year. They spent money last year. They always spend money. They didn't do a whole lot in free agency this past year. They were shedding payroll, really, because uh, a lot of people thought they were going to go chase after Shohei Otani, which they still might in the offseason. There was really nothing about the Dodgers going into this season that wasn't better than what the Cardinals situation was. Nobody was picking the Cardinals to do better than the Dodgers this year. So why wouldn't he have opted out if that's where he wanted to be? He decided not to. He said, no, I'm not opting out. He could have gone there if he wanted to. Now, I don't know about you, but let's put it, let's put it into realistic things for, for me and you because we're not professional baseball players. But if I didn't like, say, the direction of my current job, thought they were making bad decisions, that they weren't trying to be the best they could be, that I wasn't being paid enough for what I do at that company, while my supposed dream job for my favorite company wanted me to join them and then pay me more money. And I know that that company has a tradition of being pretty darn good. I would probably leave, but Arenado didn't leave. He stayed with St. Louis. He wants to be in St. Louis. Now, some will say, because I know I'm going to get it in the comments, that John Mosellock and others may have lied to Nolan Arenado this offseason, tricked him into not opting out. But if that was the case, if that's what really happened, why wouldn't Arenado and his camp demand a trade? If something that horrible happened, wouldn't you be absolutely enraged at your boss and one out? We haven't heard anything like that. Not at all. Until you hear the stuff that you're getting from the LA Times. We've only heard from Arenado's mouth that he wants to help turn things around after this dismal season caught them off guard. And if that is indeed the case, 
that Mo isn't actively shopping or or talking with the Dodgers or anybody else about moving him. And if Nolan doesn't want to be traded, then my question is, because this is what's driving me nuts about all of this, is that why doesn't Mo just go like full Otani style like the Angels did and just say, we are not trading Nolan Arenado? What is stopping them or preventing them from saying it bluntly, just like that? Why not? Mo has alluded to that not being the direction that the team is going in. Again, they prefer a retool, not a rebuild. One of the quotes from Mo, which was uh, in a nice piece done by Ben Fredrickson at SCLToday.com, who also believes strongly, like I do, that they should be squashing this these rumors. If that's indeed what they are, rumors. Uh, Mo said not long ago on the idea of trading Goldie or Arenado, quote, I don't have any intentions of trading anybody like that. If you are willing to listen on anything, you have to understand, but I doubt that would happen in any scenario at this point. Not ruling anything out, but both of those guys, Arenado and Goldschmidt, have complete no-trade clauses, and I think from their standpoint, they want to know directionally what they look like for next year. I hate that Mo beats around the bush with this stuff. Drives me bonkers. Mo has said before that he doesn't like to use the words untradeable for any player because there's always a scenario where you would make a deal if it was that lopsided. Like if the Angels came to you today and go, hold on, we'll give you Otani and you give us Arenado and we'll give you Trout. Like if they threw it, you know what I mean? Like a crazy situation. That's what he's talking about. But in a season like this, that has gone so bad, and fans are so angry, like they're so angry out there, with the front office and the mistakes that they have made, why not shout it from a mountain, from the rooftops, from the top of Bush Stadium, from the top of the arch? You will not trade Nolan Arenado. Why not do that? If he's going to be one of the pillars that the team is going to continue to build around for the remainder of his contract, he's still got four years left, then say it. Just say it. Stop being coy. Like, if someone is infatuated with your wife and keeps talking about her and coming on to her and trying to persuade her that maybe she shouldn't be with you anymore. At what point do you stand up and say enough is enough and stick up for yourself? In Fredrickson's article, he says, quote, the Cardinals front office declined to comment on the LA Times report on Thursday. Arenado had departed the clubhouse by the time it opened to reporters after the Cardinals lost to the Cubs. What are they waiting for? Nolan Arenado is one of the few reasons fans actually come out to the ballpark still. Come out to watch a team that is now 12 games under 500 and having one of its worst seasons in the history of the franchise. Do something right for once this season. Show us that you aren't seriously considering shipping off one of the greatest third basemen in the history of the game because you were too stupid 
and naive to go get the proper pieces to build a competitive pitching staff. You want the fans to believe in you again? You want the fans to trust you and believe that this time around, you're going to do the right things that are necessary so that 2024 isn't like this hell that 2023 has been? Like, when is the last time you've seen such a dysfunctional season from the St. Louis Cardinals? I don't even recognize this franchise right now with the amount of just garbage that keeps happening over and over this season. I'm fed up. A lot of fans are fed up. You're becoming a joke. And this is just more fuel to the fire of people tearing apart the Cardinals this year. And I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. But if you want us to to back you again, and to be in your corner, then tell them, tell us that our beloved champion, Nolan Arenado, isn't going anywhere. And then let's be done with it. I don't know why that's so difficult. Now that our first order of business is out of the way, let's move on to last night's shenanigans that happened at Bush Stadium. Plus, latest news and rumors uh, about Jordan Hicks. I'm... um, Things are starting to happen. Things are starting to happen. We'll get into all of it next on Locked on Cardinals. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part, it needs to fit just right. Again, you can't just put random pieces into a car and expect it to run really well. It might get you somewhere for a little bit, but eventually, (coughs) going to break down on you. So the next time that you need parts and accessories, I want you to head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right, and it fits right the first time around. You know, there's no back and forth going on here. What you do to make sure that everything is where it needs to be, you add your ride to My Garage, and you look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Cardinals battle the Cubs again tonight in what could be Jordan Montgomery's final appearance with the team. And you can catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. Uh, Thank you again for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. You can leave comments on YouTube as well as uh, on Twitter anytime you want to. Your feedback is always welcome and encouraged. I would love to hear your thoughts on um, what we talked about in the first segment with Nolan Arenado. So let me know below on YouTube. And, uh, Let's see what you guys got. Uh, but last night at Bush Stadium, you know, things got out of hand in a number of different ways. Um, and it all began in the bottom of the first inning with two out, which is ironic because the Cardinals have just been an absolute disaster all season with two outs. And it's just funny that all of this happened to go down with two outs when the Cubs, Ian Happ, swings at a pitch and his follow through ends up clobbering Cardinals catcher Wilson Contreras right on the skull. 
and it cuts him. He's bleeding and he's forced to, to leave the game and go through concussion protocol after the trainers came out and checked on him and uh, decided, you know what, let's, let's remove you from the game here. Even though uh, it, it seemed like Contreras was trying to stay in the game. Uh, Willie and Ian Happ embraced, hugged it out. Former teammates being cool with each other, saying, hey, my bad, man. I was not trying to do that. Uh, the great news about this all, Willie was feeling fine afterwards, uh, did an interview in the clubhouse, was cleared of a concussion, was hoping to be back in the lineup uh, again tonight, so that's awesome. Uh, also reported that he was uh, checking out the hockey-style masks, which have a little bit more protection than the uh, the original mask that he normally wears for uh, for his head and for future games. Not a bad idea, you know. Got to hear Molina wore one. Pretty good catcher right there. Um, but what followed this, what followed this, what very much seemed to be an accidental injury. If it wasn't incredible stuff by NF, because that, that just wasn't done on purpose. And after the I'm sorry hug from Hap, Miles Michaelis then appeared to want to send a message to Hap and the rest of the Cubs to be a little bit more careful. And he decided to buzz him inside on the first pitch after play resumed. Then on the next pitch, he drills him right in the butt hip area. Hap appeared to realize exactly what had happened, why it happened. Uh, didn't make a fuss out of it. Took off his gloves, walked to first base, no big deal. The umpires then decide to convene and decide that because the act was intentional in their eyes, that Michaelis was ejected, got tossed. That is the rule. So as much as people were upset about the ejection, I mean, you heard um, Brad Thompson and uh, Chip Carey kind of kind of going bonkers on the broadcast about it. I understood why they threw him out. I mean, that is the rule. If it's deemed intentional, automatic ejection. Ali also got ejected after a lengthy discussion with the umpires and felt that, a warning should have been issued after Michaelis, after his first pitch where he buzzed Hap inside. And if they had done that, it would have saved everybody a whole lot of trouble. I tend to agree with that. <laughs> um, and then you had the Cubs bench. They were shown on the telecast kind of laughing and pointing at the Cardinals or Michaelis, whatever was going on there. It wasn't exactly clear. Uh, but Michaelis was walking off the field at that time, to which Michaelis, hearing them saying things to them, or to, to, to him, stopped, turned around towards them and kind of gave them the, hey, let, a challenge. Come on up. Step up to me. And even Jack Flaherty, who we know can get heated, he comes out of the dugout, throws some choice words at the Cubs dugout as well. Um, honestly, the part that makes me laugh about all of this is that <laughs> if Michael, if Michaelis had just hit Hap with the first pitch, all of this would have been avoided. A warning would have likely been given to both teams and the game would have moved forward. No big deal. But because he missed him with the first pitch, threw it up and in, if it didn't get him, because Michaelis missed his spot again with two outs. He had to throw at him one more time, which made it blatantly obvious what was going on and what he was doing. And that's what got him ejected. He missed his spot. He missed Ian Happ. 
I bet he would have hit him no problem on that first pitch if there was less than two outs. But because the Cardinals are terrible with two outs this year, he messes them, gets ejected. So goes the Cardinals season in 2023. Needless to say, things unraveled quickly after the Cardinals lost their starting battery, their, their starting catcher, their starting pitcher, and then their manager. Lost all of them. Two outs into the game last night. Uh, Dakota Hudson comes in. He's not ready. He's not planning to do this. He's And he's not very good in the first place. Dude comes in, can't throw strikes. Cubs jump out to a three to nothing lead. Cardinals never recover. They lose 10 to three. Um, positives about the game last night. Shout out to Andrew Kisner, who has clearly been hitting the gym. Rips two more home runs last night. His first career two homer game in the big leagues. Uh, the second one landed up in Big Mac land. That was a bomb. He's got eight dingers on the season now. Three in the last two games. Just a heads up, probably gonna gonna make you submit a urine sample if you keep this up, kids. So just be ready. Drink your fluids. Be prepared. The Cubs have now won six in a row. And it kind of has everyone wondering if they're going to sell. Are they going to buy? Are they just going to stick with the same team they got? What they're going to do with the deadline creeping up? Uh, Marcus Stroman, Cody Bellinger, a lot of teams are interested in him. Uh, would likely get them a decent haul if they decide to trade them. Cubs are just five and a half back in first place Milwaukee, four back in the wild card. If the Cardinals were in that situation, what would you want them to do? I would say go for it. Go for it. I, that's what I would do. The Cardinals, though, as we know, are in sell mode. And I've got the latest rumors for them, including a, a pretty juicy one about Jordan Hicks. We'll do that next on Locked on Cardinals. The Cardinals are back home at Bush Stadium to battle the Cubbies again tonight. You can catch every pitch of the Cardinals' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. On the SXM app, just search Cardinals. Uh, according to multiple reports, the Texas Rangers coming in hot for one Jordan Hicks. They already made a deal and brought in a role this Chapman. Now, what we're seeing online, aggressively pursuing Cardinals fireballer and impending free agent Jordan Hicks. Now, we heard that the Cardinals were talking ex extensions with... Um, with Hicks's representatives in Arizona, but so far nothing has come out of that. And according to Derek Gould, they are telling interested teams that include the Rangers and the Yankees that they'll trade Hicks. And no, I'm not thrilled with this. I understand it, but I'm not thrilled about it. Business is business. And if I'm Hicks, why wouldn't I test for agency? You know, 26 years old, I throw 104. How much money you got? That, that's what I would be doing, too. I don't blame him. Maybe he decides to come back to the Cardinals in the offseason. Maybe they fork over the money after the market gets set and they're able to re-sign him. It's a possibility. It could happen. Is it likely? No. Usually, if you're traded away, you don't come back to the team. They just traded you, but it has happened. Remember, uh, the Blues did that with Keith Chuck. Remember, they shipped him, what was it, to Boston? And then he just turned around and re-signed with the, with the Blues. Totally different sport, but, you know, something that relates to uh, St. Louis. So let the bidding begin, and hopefully Mo doesn't get squashed in whatever deal he ends up making for Jordan Hicks or anybody, for for that matter. Uh, for comparison, last night the Mets ended up trading closer David Robertson to the Marlins. Um, 
within the division. He's having a pretty good season. Obviously, he's older than uh, Jordan Hicks, but uh, this year, 2.05 BRA, 14 saves. He'll be a free agent after the year, just like Jordan Hicks. The Marlins only gave up two rookie league-level players for him. I would hope that Hicks is worth more than that, but we'll see. We shall see. Uh, elsewhere, we have this from uh, Mark Feinsand. The Giants are seeking middle infield helper sources, touching base with the Royals about Nicky Lopez and the Cardinals about Paul DeYoung. St. Louis also has Tommy Edmond and Brendan Donovan, who are drawing interest from multiple clubs. Now, the thing, and then I keep bringing this up with Edmond and Donovan, I, I would love to keep both of them. They might have to trade one of them if they want to continue to uh, retool the pitching staff and get something decent in return. But both of them are injured right now. You know, Tommy Edmond coming back from the wrist injury. He's getting ready to do uh, a rehab stint. And then there's uh, Brennan Donovan who can't throw baseball right now and may not be able to the rest of this year and will probably have to have surgery. Uh, this keeps going on. Probably going to have to go under the knife, right? So I'm not exactly sure what their value is, but Pauly D is packed and ready to go. Whoever wants him. Okay. If someone wants him, make an offer. Let's get him out of here. I'm ready for the winning era to begin. And yes, I'm being corny. And yes, I'm talking about Mason Wynn, who is destroying the ball at Memphis. He's exciting. He's youthful. He's got energy. I want to see that. I need to see that in this team for the rest of this year because I want to see the young guys playing together. I want to see Walker and Gorman and Wynn and Newt Bar plus Goldie and Arenado. I'm okay if you're keeping either Carlson or Tyler O'Neill. I've liked what I've seen out of Tyler O'Neill. Had another good game last night. But I want Mason one up here, and I want him playing August 2nd. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I hope you are too. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to catch every pitch of the Cardinals hometown broadcast for the series against the Cubs with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Cardinals. If any news breaks today or over the weekend, I will keep you updated on Twitter. And on YouTube, my phone continues to blow up. Um, hopefully nothing is breaking at this very moment. Not seeing anything. No, it looks like we're okay for now. For now. But things are probably going to start moving here pretty quickly because uh, Monday is when the trade deadline goes down. So um, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time, and I, I just I just hope, <clears throat> I hope no one makes the right decisions. But if you haven't already, please give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube. And uh, just remember, you're the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Have a great weekend, everybody.